0: It's time for the Manufacturing Austin Podcast, sponsored by Texas Mutual.
1: Welcome. My name is Ed Latson, and this is the Manufacturing Austin Podcast. Today, our guest is Andy Salo, owner of East West Manufacturing, a full service contract manufacturer focused on high end PCBs, custom cables, and electromechanical assemblies. Um, Andy's held a variety of C-level positions at uh, a, a wide variety of different kinds of companies, including software. Which Andy maybe begs the question: You know what? What made you want to jump in and buy East West Manufacturing?
0: Um, well, probably first because I'm insane. No, I, uh, I, you know, I actually got asked that question from other contract manufacturers, other CMs, when I did purchase the the business because they were like, "What were you thinking? <laughs> I'm like, this is this is a hard business." Um, but I've I've been on the Customer side of a CM before, and um, thought I, you know, could add some value there and, and know what the customer needed, um, and you know, leverage my go-to-market experience as well, and and so that's that's turned out pretty well so far.
1: Yeah, so uh, you know, I'm curious, what makes you think it's a hard business?
0: Well, um, you know, it's it's one of those weird things. It's it is and it isn't. If you just do what you say you're going to do, uh, you do it on time and do it with quality. You're going to be ahead of like 95% of the other people out there. But the technology and, and the know-how that goes into doing it is certainly difficult um, and that takes a lot of experience and that's why uh, you know I'm fortunate that you know the people here just have literally decades of experience in doing really difficult uh, engineering builds of uh, in prototypes of, of boards
1: you have some significant large OEMs that are working with you and um, you you have a niche for, you know, doing some pretty high end custom boards. Um, You know, what's your take on where you're different from other contract manufacturers?
0: Well, I think one of the things that makes us unique is the fact that, you know, like uh, like you mentioned, I, I bought this business. It was about four years ago and I bought it from two gentlemen who ran it for the previous 13 years to that. Um, and the company really grew up in the uh, kind of prototype NPI, n- n- uh, new product introduction type of space. Um, and when you do that, you see, you know, not just dozens, but hundreds and hundreds of different types of um, you know, board layouts, um, different components used, new technologies being used. Um, and so that prototype and, and difficult type of thing to build becomes part of the DNA. And we've carried that DNA in the company, Ford. Um, and so that helps us even today, like even as we're working on larger production projects with, with uh, you know, large OEM customers, like uh, like an Audi, for example, or a 3M or somebody else. Um, the fact that we've seen a lot of things, um, what and we can bring that to the table when they're trying to do a, a difficult project and we need to help them be successful with it.
1: Because I know that you've seen some significant growth, uh, you know, over the last four years. And I'm, I'm curious, you know, what set
0: you up for that? Uh, yes, we definitely have seen a lot of growth. Um, uh, you know, it it was really challenging right at the beginning. Um, I would say, um, a lot of that was because the company was already successful. Uh, You know, the, uh, we have a lot of great customer relationships that were already in place when I got here. Um, And so to a certain extent, when, you know, when you come in as the new guy, really your first order of business is just do no harm. Right. Like uh, um, you know, the, 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 the car is already going down the freeway and, you know, you've got to change tires while you're going down the freeway and keep it going. And so really a part of it is making sure employees feel safe and and that everything is good and, and still going forward as as they expect. Um, and then the other piece of that is, of course, customers and making sure that customers don't experience a, a negative change in any way um, and that things are just moving forward as they would expect. And that's that's really the biggest challenge is just you know it's already a moving vehicle and you just need to kind of jump in and go.
1: Talk about you know employee relationships and and building that. How much is that do you still focus on and and you know what we're really talking about, I guess is culture. So I'm curious how much yeah. of that is a point of emphasis for you now.
0: Culture eats strategy for lunch, uh, I believe is very true. Um, and uh, so to uh, there's there's so many things that go into that. I mean, I could probably, spend a whole day talking just about culture, but uh, a lot of it is just, do people know their value? You know, do employees know how they're contributing and feel valuable? Um, I think part of the way that you uh, enable that to happen is um, uh, I'm a big believer in servant leadership. So, you know, I always say that you don't work for me, I work for you um, and we all work for sales, right? So uh, we're kind of all in this together um and uh you know it's really my job is to just make your job easier you know even the people that were here when i got here had already been here 5 10 sometimes 15 years and we've just you know extended that right so um i think people stay where they're happy right and um that's really a testament to uh you know the, what the company had done before i got here and what we've continued to do um And then I don't think you really have so many of those issues. I mean, obviously you do have issues you need to address once in a while, but, you know, any organization would. Um, But part of that is, you know, when, when you're so busy, like, like we are right now, when, when you're a contract manufacturer, and I I sometimes say that if you're in contract manufacturing and you aren't really busy right now, then, then something's wrong. Right. Like, and, and a customer would, I would say the same thing to a customer, like, you should be really busy because there's a lot of work out there. And when, um, when employees are working hard on a lot of different projects, there's almost like no time for politics. There's no time to you know, argue about anything. You just got, you got to get your stuff done.
1: You know, what is it that you like about the electronic space?
0: Have a computer science background, have a technical background. Um, and we all see electronics all the time and everything, right? Our phones, uh, the computers that we're using right now. Um but being in contract manufacturing, you get to see so many different industries apply technology in new innovative ways that you had never dreamed of, frankly. Um, you know, I'll give you an example. We have a customer that is in the um concrete uh cement type of space. Um they they have a lot of chemical things that they do for that, but they also have electronics. Um we build some devices for them that go on fleets of commercial uh, com- concrete trucks, right? So cement mixers, um, you know, if you were just pouring a slab for your house, you know, you'd have a concrete truck or two roll up. Well, if you're pouring a skyscraper or a new building, uh, such as we're actually building in Round Rock right now, you have a fleet of trucks that roll up and uh, you need to measure consistency, what's called a slump factor in the, in the of that concrete. And normally you would do that manually and it takes, uh, it'd be a laborious process Well, we build some technology that goes on those trucks, measures that device, beams it up to the cloud into their network operation center. And there they have visibility of hundreds, if not thousands of, of commercial vehicles across the United States at any one time. I had never known that that would be a thing, you know, before, you know, we were building it for them. Um, so it's, you know, that's, Just very innovative things, you know, you get to be a part of all the time.
1: Yeah, it's really interesting because, you know, you hear so much about um, IoT digitization, uh, but it sounds like you're kind of on the forefront of that, helping companies develop products. uh, Yeah,
0: there's quite a bit of that. I mean, there's so much we do in uh, IoT, IoT, industrial IoT, um, uh, Mm -hmm. leveraging uh, GPS, Bluetooth, uh, ultra wide band, um, all kinds of RF, um, just so many things that are going on, uh, in the world right now with technology,
1: you know, talk about your approach to customer relationships and, and, um, you know, your philosophy there,
0: you know, you both have to come into it as a partnership and realize that both of you have to go above and beyond for the other person. Um, and uh, you know, we understand that we are essentially the manufacturing arm for that OEM and are doing our best to make sure that things are designed for manufacturing, that, that we are doing things on time, et cetera. Um, and then when there's issues, if there's an issue in manufacturing or something's not working in test, for example, you need a collaborative uh, environment where you can kind of work with that customer and make sure you solve the problem really quickly. Um, and so that's how I usually describe it. It's, and it's, um, you know, we know the critical piece that we are of that, right. To get, we're the last piece to, before it gets out the door, right. Like, cause usually the people have spent months, if not years developing a new product. And when you're, and then they say, okay, well, we need it tomorrow. <laughs> so, you know, you're, you're on the hook to kind of just get it out there really quickly. What are some of your challenges now? Challenges. Oh gosh. Um, You know, I think the biggest is just uh, growing and making sure you have enough capacity, right? Um, That's the primary reason why we're building our new facility that, as you know, in Round Rock, we're in a little bit less than 10,000 square feet right now. In our current facility, we're building a 43,000 square foot uh, state-of-the-art facility in Round Rock, um, adding SMT capacity, uh, surface mount technology and just growing the business, right? Like we, we just literally need more space. We're, we're busting at the seams. Um, so I would say that's the, you know, the biggest challenge right now as, as far as like internal and customer challenge. Um, but, uh, you know, there's quite a few, uh, you know, just environmental challenges as well. Economic environment, supply chain, all kinds of things right now going on in the industry.
1: Yeah. Let's, let's talk about supply chain because, uh, you know, what a year. I mean, you know, there's We got a pandemic, Um, you know, we have these uh, global disruption from politics, Uh, you know, as we record this, there is a uh, ship trapped in the Suez Canal, you know, blocking products. What what does that meant for you uh, in particular? I was,
0: I'll tell you, I was seeing those, I was just literally watching this this morning on those memes on Twitter now of like all these guys coming up with unique ways to move that ship out of the way. Um, It's kind of crazy, but it is emblematic of just the issues that are happening right now because some of them are on that shipping side, just the shipping freight, like literally you can't get uh, certain docks and, you know, in the United States are backed up for weeks. Um, So you have the whole shipping issue, right? Um, But then you have a whole lot of um, just uh, component availability, uh, ICs, you know, um, the integrated circuits, the... The just things that like either don't exist, you can't find them anywhere on the planet or the manufacturers are backed up. You know, they're giving you uh, 52 week lead times or 28 week lead times. Right. It's um, it makes it very difficult to build anything if you don't have the raw materials to do so.
1: Yeah, it's got to be frustrating uh, to have customers have that pull, but not have the parts to be able to make
0: make the product you know, it's actually fairly common, you know, because I mean, there's always something right. Like uh, there's always something that's going obsolete, you know, a certain component that's going obsolete. So they have to go to the next gen of whatever Um, or there's shortages. Uh, There was a couple of years ago, memory was like, became non-existent. Uh, All the phone manufacturers gobbled up all the memory uh, in the world. And, you know, so there's always something you're wrestling, but right now, after COVID, you know, we're still in the middle of COVID Um, And just with all the supply chain and the U.S. and China arguing back and forth and just the you know, there's there's so many factors that just make things difficult.
1: Well, you you mentioned COVID, you know, let's hear what's your prediction for, uh, you know, the rest of the year. Here we are. It's uh,
0: end of March um, 2021. You know, where do you see us in the summer? Uh, I'm pretty bullish on where things are right now. Um, several of my employees have been able to get vaccinated. I just got my first Pfizer shot earlier this week. Um, as you know, with Austin they're kind of, they're starting next week, they're kind of opening it up, um, you know, pretty widely. So, um, I'm pretty confident that, uh, in the next six to eight weeks, most people are going to be able to get vaccinated that want to get vaccinated. Um, and I'm really hoping for just, a semi back to normal summer.
1: I know uh, Arma is ready to do tours and uh, get back into those facilities. Well,
0: you know, I mean, I wanted to say like one of the things that I really, um, really enjoyed uh, right out of the gate after I did buy this company was the fact that Arma was there and I was able to join right away and do those types of things that you just mentioned, right? Like the facility tours and going and doing the different events. Um, there's so much that you learn just from going and seeing somebody else, how somebody else does something, right? Like you can always learn something. Um, You know, I've I've been to places where, you know, I just like the way they do certain dashboards with, uh, uh, you know, like large screen TVs and a rotating display kind of thing. Um, You know, that you just kind of go, oh, that's a great way to do that. That's a great way to do that. And the fact that the ARMA community is so strong and tight knit makes that really easy to do. And, you know, I mean, just to give you a little bit of kudos, like you do a fantastic job at, you know, kind of shepherding all those folks and and making that happen.
1: I appreciate that. Uh, You know, I think it's an interesting time for us just because, um, you know, we haven't been able to get together. But the irony is I think the community is probably stronger than it's ever been. What's your vision for East West for the next five years? Um, You know, we've we've grown a ton.
0: We've already more than doubled in uh, employees and revenue. Um, and I would expect that to easily, you know, quadruple from, from where we were, um, you know, in the next year or two. Um, and, and then, and we're just starting there. So we've got, um, you know, we'll move into the new facility and, and expand quite a bit there. Um, but I would see us longer term really kind of uh, expanding regionally within the United States, um, potentially New Mexico um, and not just do, PCBA like we are doing now where we center things around PCBA, but we also do cables, electromechanical, back backend, um, all kinds of things, but maybe do things like plastics, metals, et cetera, or, or acquire somebody to do that. So that, that's where I would see us going because you really want to be as much of a one-stop shop for customers as you can. Um, so the more things you can take off their plate, the better. Um, and that's where we're heading.
1: Well, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch you get there. And uh, Andy, I really appreciate your time today. Um, This is the Manufacturing Austin Podcast.